of the May We Approach podcast. Woo! It's lit. We are your four hosts. I am Shelly. I'm Paris. I'm Avery. I'm Maya. So the first segment to get started, we're going to give y'all a little opening statement. And so just going forward, our opening statements will be just a little quote or something that we found inspiring. So here we go. Um, It's by Asada Shakur. I advocate revolutionary changes and into capitalist exploitation, the abolition of racist policies, the eradication of sexism, and the elimination of political repression. If that is a crime, then we are all guilty. And that little quote basically just sums up what we're here to do. We are guilty as hell, y'all. We are all guilty of everything she just said. So to get started, y'all, we want to tell y'all a little bit about ourselves so y'all kind of know who you're listening to and why. Um, Like I said, to get started, I'm Shelly. Me and all my co-hosts are attorneys licensed in Louisiana. We all met in law school at the Southern University Law Center. And we'll see y'all. Class 2016, what's up, what's up? Oh my God, that was 10 years ago. 2016, bro, we're so old so fast. (laughs) Um, Speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) We all started school together in 2013. Um, The summer of 2014, we all studied abroad together. Goddamn right. (laughs) That, y'all, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Anybody in... All of us did. We all lost weight. We were all fine. There was so much walking and no good food (laughs) in six weeks. I mean, look, y'all go over to Europe. They don't believe in ice in your drinks. They don't believe in sugar or salt. That's true. There we go. And their sweet tea is not our sweet tea. They are going to look at you crazy if you ask for sweet tea. What is it? Right. (laughs) And their Sprite is awful, y'all. I came back drinking Coke. I went over there drinking Sprite, came back drinking Coke. It's awful. But the plus plus when eating out in London is that the act of giving a tip is an offense. So I, I appreciate they actually pay living wages, <laughs> have wages over there. Yeah. So you can right. feed yourself with you what you just yourself. make automatically. Go right. figure. What a novel idea. <laughs> they actually pay them living wages. Yeah. I had to catch myself in person just then. <laughs> yeah, we're trying really, really hard not to curse. Really, really hard. We'll, we'll see how we do. We're trying hard not to curse. We'll, we'll see how we do. I might just, y'all might just hear effing because I know I can't say. <laughs> they pay their people living effing wages <laughs> over there. But y'all, yeah, so we all graduated in 2016 together and are now in the great year of 2019, all licensed attorneys working in some area or another. Um, and yeah, so I got married last year to my wonderful husband and our technical support for this entire podcast, Mr. Britton. Shout out Britton. Hey, Britton. <laughs> it's kind of like Great Britain, right? It's exactly like Brit- Great Britain. Great Britain. Except he has two teeth. Whoop, whoop. Uh, and I have a dog. He's Bentley. That's and he's his name. Quiet. He's, he's being very quiet. He's sleeping on the couch trying to figure out why all the people are at his house. <laughs> he's looking over the, the pillow at us now. Paris? Paris? Hello. Hello. I didn't write down the order. I'm Paris, but most people call me P. Um, like like Shelly said, we all graduated from SULC. Um, I started off at Spelman in Atlanta, but due to unforeseen circumstances, I ended up at Nichols in Thibodeau. So um, I finished there, and 
I met all these amazing <laughs> women who I love. I'm married to a great guy. His name is TJ. Yeah, TJ. We're not going to say his last name because I don't want y'all to find me. But, um, <laughs> I mean, but look, if you are in Louisiana, he might be somebody you need to you link need up to with. Link if up you're with in him. Louisiana, you already have seen you him. You already Do know who research. he is. <laughs> look him up. Do your research. <laughs> okay, and my two kids, Deuce, and I have Maxwell. Deuces well, yes, I am Maya. Um, as Shelly said, I met everybody at Southern, being Southern. Um, before that, I went to uh, University of Arizona for undergrad. I traveled and lived all over because my parents are military. I have a beautiful and darling one-year-old son named Mason. Love me. be two in August. So, yay for me, the mommy of one. Um, I recently just moved to D.C., like not even a month ago, so um, we're seeing how it is out here in this, this fast, big city living, and uh, that's about it. Okay, now I'm in. <laughs> um... I don't really know what to say other than I am a product of all HBCUs, you know. I got my, um, right. (laughs) At least I know how to get through life, you guys. I promise you, if an issue comes up, I'm going to get through that shit. Can I say shit? I mean, we're here now, so I mean, whatever. Um, So, bachelor's, master's, um, law degree, attorney here in Louisiana, um... I had to ask earlier. I had to just make sure what the definition of a narcissist was. <laughs> that selfie be, queen. That might be me. No, you, it, all it, the <laughs> selfies. All of them. <laughs> she cute or whatever. I try. I try. Um, I love amusement parks. I love food. And I love wigs. You can take them off and be a different person the next yeah. day. This is true. Love and them, love really them, love them. Like, I got me so a long, good. flowy thing going right now. I'm cute. The next episode, I might be a curly girl. Who she's knows? She's not, she's not lying, y'all. Not lying whatsoever. Or, 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 I might try these knotless braids. Yeah, they... Yeah, got some new braids. They are gorgeous. They are absolutely y'all cute. Them, but, but trust us, they're gorgeous. They're fabulous. They fabulous. Spectacular. <laughs> Some great shit. Um, since I did my introduction first, I left some stuff out. Let me just double back and say that I got my mass communication and journalism degree from the Southeastern Louisiana University. Go Lions, line up, all that good stuff in Hammond, Louisiana. <laughs> uh, I also <laughs> pledged the illustrious Delta Sigma Theta sorority mm-hmm. while there. Go to Delta Sigma Theta. the Delta Two. I am, I am. I guess I have to go back and double back on my introduction too. <laughs> Okay, fine. Um, I got my bachelor's and my master's from Grambling State University, and I got my law degree from Southern University. Doesn't she sound confused? <laughs> Most people down here would 
think that I am she confused. Told her. She told but her. I love both my HBCUs, bro. Okay? I love you both. One of them have pissed me off a little bit at this point. They know who they are. I'm not going to ask you which one. Me I'm scared either. of the answer. Okay, fine. I'm just going to assume. But I do. <laughs> I do love both of them. So. I love them both. I just love one a little more, you know? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I understand. When Body Classic comes around, there's usually an issue in life. So that's fine, though. All right. So for our courtroom topics today, because it was so much of the debate, y'all, we, it, it's impossible to get through it all. It's even impossible to and get all not. the high points. Yeah, we so are. we're not going to do it. <laughs> but instead, we have decided to kind of go through our each of our top three um, most important issues that we think uh, personally for this next upcoming election. Uh, we're just kind of talk about them, why we feel, how we feel about them, which candidates may either support our position or maybe even directly oppose our position. Just kind of just give y'all a little bit more about kind of what is going on and where people stand on on other things. It'll get, give y'all a chance to be kind of better introduced or acquainted with the candidates mm -hmm. and a little better introduced and acquainted with us and our beliefs and ideas for things. So I, we know a few of them are going to overlap because, I mean, there are reasons we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hopefully we have some different ones in there. So who wants to give one of theirs first? Or, I mean, we could just go with the one that we know we all have because we, we all, we're here. So, I we mean, are all it is for, what it is. We all here for the criminal justice reform. Yep. For all of us. All of us are here. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do think... Um, um, I'm Wait. trying to make sure I pronounce her name right. Candidates. Kamala. Okay. Sounds good. We'll go with it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Senator <laughs> Harris. <laughs> I could put some respect on her name and just Senate, call her Senator, Senator Harris. Harris. Yes, that um, always works. I do remember her talking about um, some stuff that she wanted to do, including making sure that the body cameras cannot be turned off. Yeah, um, that is a big deal. Because how many times have we heard, like, I mean, yeah, he was wearing yeah. a body camera, but it wasn't on. Like, what, what's, the, what's the point of putting having implementing body cameras if it's not going to do what it's supposed to do? If they're not going to enforce actually Right, I them. mean, and you, when you, and when these videos finally come out of different situations, you can see or hear the cop wrestling with it to turn it off and to turn it on. So you, like, I, I feel like, um, with your camera, if you are um, in law enforcement, your camera should be set up with your hours. Like, you can't clock in until that camera's on. And if it cuts off, then we need to know why the f you cut that off. Or why the Oops. F you cut that off. Oops. <laughs> I'm sorry. Also, um, it, not to be cynical, but we all saw Alton Sterling get murdered. Oh, God. That's really, that's the, I haven't watched right. one since. That so, is, that, oh, I God. mean, body camera, sure, but um, <laughs> we've seen cops justify their, um, the act of murder away several times. True. So, um, you know, body cameras, of course, we, we do need them. We do need to implement them, but we also need to change the policies around mm -hmm. what police are capable of getting away with. Yeah. There, there shouldn't be a situation where everyone that sees a video, because there's always a video, it seems like now. Yeah. There shouldn't be mm -hmm. the situation where everyone can see the video and collectively everybody's like, so wait, what? Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, why, what did you do? And all that the cop has to say is, oh my God, I was I in fear for my, for my life. life. Yeah. Like, there's literally a script. Mm -hmm. They literally <laughs> follow it 
every to the single team, time. To the, team, to the letter. Oh my God. He reached for the gun. What was there a gun? Well, no, there wasn't a gun, but I mean, I thought there was a gun. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, of course, of course, of course yeah. that large black man had a gun. Mm-hmm. Why would you think otherwise? Right. Like, it's, it's awful. And until there's some I also con- think it goes to the mind frame of policing, though, too. Like, body cams wouldn't be so quote unquote needed if we had police officers mm-hmm. who didn't automatically think that when they come in contact, I don't want to say, you know, with black men and or women, they're automatically defensive, aggressive, disrespectful. It's just like they go into the situation already kind of on 10 mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. when dealing with our Anglo-Saxon counterparts. <laughs> no matter how mean? proven crazy they and may I be. I think that goes yeah. into like the training <laughs> Of what I mean, I've never been to police academy school, so I don't know what they're taught. Right. But to me, it just seems like the they're they're taught to deal with these type of people this particular way and this group of people a different way. And I think that needs to be addressed. Maya, outside um, of the cameras, outside of everything. Hello. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally and completely agree. And um, I was watching, I don't know if y'all watched the new revamped uh, Death Comedy Jam on HBO, but uh, D. Ray Davis, I think, is is, is that the one with the light skin and he Mm -hmm. has like lighter Mm -hmm. eyes? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, he did an amazing stand up um, where he described situations where there's white people dealing with black people, well, white cops dealing with black cops and white cops who happen to be, you know, Cops who happen to be white who are dealing with black folks. And it's like, it's completely different. If you're yeah. embedded in the culture, you know the culture, you know these you people, know you know how to deal with them. And some, if you walk up to a black man and you're like, you're like, bro, like, you know, what you doing? And the white cop's like, bro, you, you know, you need to. Yeah, you have to be able yeah. to communicate with Commun- people on their level, like where on they that are. same level. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just because we're loud or we express ourselves a little bit more, what they would deem aggressive um it doesn't mean that we have intents to harm anybody or um right you know be a threat to you it's just how we communicate and how we act and it, there's there's literally a language barrier you know what i'm saying so linguistically yeah. this has to be attacked with law you know what i'm saying so right well, there are the laws the, that are in yeah. place to protect the police far more than the exactly. citizens. When the police are the ones that are supposed to be so Absolutely. highly trained. Like, good God. Absolutely. How is that you're the one that's getting yeah. paid to be here? Didn't we get this <laughs> uh, this great new law in our state um, recently? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> John Bell has been blowing Wait, what's the... He, wait, oh, I, my I didn't, God. Did I, I don't think I got the memo. You missed this? Okay, let me, let me look it up the, Basically, I don't want to lie about it. Basically, so I basically get it's exactly. any crime that's committed against the police is considered a hate crime now. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. It can be cr- yeah. prosecuted yeah. as, as such, a hate crime. Yeah. That's the short of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. When, did, when did he sign this into when, law? And when he in, got in the building, like, <laughs> the second. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. It was, yeah. I don't know. I think I one know. of the things, but too, we're that, we're, that we're, since we're talking about, you know, how people deal with people, I think another thing with police reform or criminal justice reform or whatever the case may be, whatever you want to call it, um, another thing is to be able to put like like people in those communities to police those communities. You can't, you of course, do your background checks on whoever it is, whoever's going to police academy, and then once they get to a point where they graduate from the police academy and everything and they get their assignments, put them in places that you know that they're going to be able to thrive. 
basically don't put cowards in our neighborhoods. Okay, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, whoo, that part. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's just it. You can't, you can't be afraid to police or you can't be afraid to work into in the communities that you are put into because that's that's a setup for BS. It's like when you're coming in in the spirit of fear already, then mm-hmm. you're already right. looking for something to happen. So mm-hmm. you're already in the mindset of reacting to something to happen. And we know right. how the police generally react. Mm-hmm. You react with bullets. Right. I mean, unless the person's white, then right. you figure something else out. You take a Burger King. But I mean... Even when they swing at folks. Like, even when they just kill nine people. Pulling out, pulling out weapons. And, see, and, that's, and that's the issue is for me, anyway, when thinking about um, things like this, it's the fact that if you, was, if you were to treat everybody like that across the board, I'd still have something to say, but I'd have less to say. The problem is when I see a black suspect and a white suspect that did the same crime, but you treat them absolutely different, that's my issue. Mm-hmm. If you were to treat these, these two alleged criminals the exact same way, I'd have less to say. But you have one criminal over here that's white, and you have one criminal over here that's black, and, it, and the, the, the white suspect has on handcuffs, and you politely put him in the back of the car. This black one, you done cursed him here, there, everywhere. You done pulled out your gun on him, threatening to kill him if he don't do this, that, and the other. Like, why can't you just treat them the same? That's my issue. Uh, Moving on to the... And I don't want people, our listeners, to be thinking that, like, we're just, like, bad-mouthing, you know, or, you know, shitting on police, you know? Because I have a cousin who's an officer... I do like too. That. I have so, you know, I understand yeah, that I the job that too. they do is a difficult task. Yes. You know what I mean? When everybody runs away from the bullets, they run to the bullets. Right. So yeah. I understand that. But it's the disparity in the treatment mm-hmm. that is my issue. And you it's know the what? disparity in the treatment of the people. And not only there, but once it gets to the courtroom and how charges are put on different mm-hmm. alleged mm-hmm. suspects, mm-hmm. that's an issue too. And that was my issue about... Senator Harris, when Biden brought up, well, you know, I was a public defender, you were this prosecutor. prosecutor. And um, I don't know if we said this on the air or not, but I think Shelly brought up a good um, example. Like, you could want to be that change in that district attorney's office, but if your DA, if your boss is telling you as a prosecutor, you know, you see the evidence only shows one charge, but your boss is telling you, no, you need to charge them with X, Y, Z, A, B, and C. That's an issue, especially compared to somebody else who did or mirrored the same crime and walking out of here with only one or two charges, but you're trying to charge this other person five or six. Right. Um, yeah. uh, and I, I was also uh, thinking about like moving on from the actual, the part before you get to prison. Um, McNeil had had an interesting quote about, um, like, say your animal does something bad, they bite somebody, and you lock them up for six months. You're not gonna do that. Right. That's 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 cruelty. That's animal cruelty. You can go to jail for shit like that, but you take a human who commits selling weed, and you lock them up for their entire life. And if they're not in a prison for their entire life, they they have all these rules and regulations attached mm-hmm. to what they can do when they're 
free, quote unquote. Like they have in front of the time. Right. Right. So it's just like, you know, we have to, there's so many levels of, um, there's so many layers Slav- to this. Slavery, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Like, we're literally right. in- still enslaved to this system, this this system of oppression and racism. And it's like, you know, how do we escape this other than the law, the letter, you know, black letter law of it? So um, if right. they're not talking about policies and implementing changes in the books, it's like, what are we really doing? Because okay. we can, we can, we can right. make up these little codes and rules and all this stuff for police departments, but if we're not going to hold them accountable in the courtrooms, then I mean, mm-hmm. we have no we, we have no ground to stand point. on. That's a really good point. Who was it? Mayor Pete? Was it was it Pete? Mayor Pete Buttigieg? <laughs> I like when he said when they were talking about you know what happened with Eric Logan, mm-hmm. who was shot and killed in South Bend. And yeah, that was that was Pete because that's that's where he is. I couldn't get it done. I like that ownership. I like right, that accountability right. that he understood he could not get it done, you know? And I think that voted, I mean, to bring us back to the debate, but that voted well with the listeners. Like, okay, this guy can take ownership. He can admit, you know, he's not perfect. And, you know, and he has some flaws and he needs some improvement. But I think taking ownership on such a grand stage that voted well with the voters. True. But didn't some, it was somebody that... um I, I agree with you. It was someone that kept saying, you're the mayor, just fire the chief. Do you guys remember who was saying yeah. that to him? I don't remember who that was, but I was just oh. like, oh, okay. Well, all right. Well, yeah, um, like Therese was saying, it is a lot of stuff that goes into it. It's a lot of moving parts that have to be done for something to actually be done. And everybody or at least majority of the people within the process of the criminal justice system does have to find accountability and be willing to change. So those police officers out there that are out there hitting the ground running, they have to be able to open their minds and open their hearts and find some empathy with some of some of these people to change how they treat everybody. Whether you think they're a criminal or not, they're still human. And so even from that point till you get to, you know, a, a situation of being uh, charged with different crimes and things of that nature, then that goes to, of course, your, um, um, your uh, ADA or your, uh, what's the other attorney? I can't think of. Public defender? Thank you. Thank you. Or a defense attorney. Or a defense attorney or a or public defender or anybody like that. It it takes every level of this needs some empathy in it, needs some understanding in it for things to change, or at least to me. So <clears throat> I have a question. How do y'all feel about Joe Biden in relation to his support for the 1994 crime bill? I feel like this is the same thing that kind of happened with Hillary. Uh, <laughs> the you know super predators Mm -hmm. and that language um rhetoric rather um i mean we have to look at the work he's doing now you know honestly so people do evolve over time and i think we've seen a little bit of that with joe biden we haven't really Mm -hmm. seen him on at the forefront because he was um you know president obama's um subordinate for lack of a better word 
But um, <laughs> but you know, um, I I don't really give any weight to to stuff like that because everyone has skeletons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We we need we need to see stuff now though. What what kind of policies you're trying to implement today? You know what it, what is your actual plan? But um, as far as holding him accountable for something from 1994, when you know our party is really struggling for stuff that's going on Stress, today. Gosh, you know, we, we, we need some some clear cut answers for today as opposed to looking to the past because that happened with us with the last election. It did. It did. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Hillary. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are some other um, issues that are important to y'all going, looking towards this next election? Mine's health care. I got that one too. Mine is health care. That's like a big deal for me. I don't know which way I want it to go. That's what I was about to say. So y'all team Medicaid for all? Different options. Or Medicare? (laughs) I always get it mixed up. Is it Medicare or Medicaid? Which one is it? Medicare is the state run. Okay, so it's Medicare. Medicare. All right. So I have a genuine question. This is probably so ignorant, but with this Medicare for all, is this something we pay for and it's given to us? Like everything's paid for, basically, or is it free, like Medicaid? So my understanding, which is my understanding, (laughs) loosely, (laughs) loose translation. (laughs) My understanding is that it it either would be paid for by some tax some form of tax to okay. pay for it. Um, and then it is just kind of available to everyone. My issue with it, I mean, it is really, is that a lot of people that want Medicare for all also want to completely abolish the private insurance um, okay. um, System. industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want to abolish that whole way of doing things. I don't know if I really think of abolishing it like outright is the best thing to do because some people really do like their private insurance. Some people want to keep it and they wouldn't want to go into, uh, I mean, honestly, as good as Medicare for all sounds, it does. We also know how well the government tends to run things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and do you want the government in charge of how long it takes you to get in to get some procedures that you need? But Shelly, my issue with that would be if you have this option of Medicare for all and then you have this privatized option wouldn't that leave the um, ability to these pharmaceutical companies and hospitals to treat people with private insurance better than they do with, you know, individuals with universal health care? Well, I would think you just put the laws in place to not. A, well, first of all, yeah. pharmaceutical companies need to be dealt <laughs> yeah. with. Yeah, okay? that's the first thing. Oh my god, <laughs> they need to be dealt with. But as far as the hospitals are concerned, I would say just put laws in place and actually enforce the laws that are put into place which is largely our problem in most Right cases. now, anyway. Put the laws in place, and then you have to enforce them. Right. Mm-hmm. But put the laws in place that doesn't allow the hospitals the option of, of treating these people differently, other than the fact that it might be, like, the, the speed of getting treatment. I could see that if you're paying for immediate access or something like mm-hmm. that. But not necessarily just, you, you're only allowed to be here if you you can afford it. Like, <laughs> my, my, my arm's yeah. falling off, but I'm, I'm sorry, you don't have insurance, so. so, so. And the thing, yeah. the sad part about it is you have some places that, you know, um, the before they ask you what's wrong, it's, do you have insurance? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a shame. Yes. That one. That's a shame. Um, yes. I have... Th- I, I, um, 
I went to emergency room for uh for I don't want to put their business out there, but I went to the emergency room because um someone that I know um ended up having something fall on her, right? So went to the emergency room, had her information before the doctor came in. The the red the person comes in and registers you to in in the hospital and starts everything up. She asks her name and then she asks, "Do you have your insurance card?" Yeah, it's it's normally like the first in the first three questions. Really? Nobody is coming to check to see if she's <laughs> What's okay. What's wrong? How are you? Mm-hmm. How are you doing so today? So you got that insurance card or no? Mm-hmm. Where where do no? It was where do you work? Oh yeah, they have insurance. You have your insurance card on you, right? Oh, really? Wrong. Like that's the problem. Like yeah. I, I completely agree that healthcare is just a basic, fundamental human right at this point in humanity. Yeah, like, yeah. In, in America, in 2019, healthcare is just a fundamental, basic right. It just is. So whatever we need to do to figure out how we're gonna get it to everybody. Black folks and- are doing Dr. C B these days. <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> But until yeah. we, I mean, figure out what we need to do. That's that's fine. Figure it out how we need to do it. But the I don't the the arg, the question shouldn't be about whether or not people deserve healthcare at this point. Mm-hmm. It should be what are we going to do to how we going to fix it? Right. Like mm-hmm. the fact yes. that that's even yes. the debate. Like so, is is healthcare a basic human right? Yes. It should that's be not, next. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so now that we've established that, now how are we going to how are we going to do exactly? That's mm-hmm. the question. I just uh, no. Good point. Oh, I wanted to clap for you, Shelly, right now. You spoke <laughs> to my soul right there. You did? Do y'all remember when Mason got sick and I took him to the, well, the, the urgent care people called the ambulance and had us ride in the ambulance to, to ER? That whole time, I was like, oh, how much is this ambulance bill going to yeah. be? And we going to the emergency room. Oh, how much is this going to be? And I have insurance. And so mm-hmm. does Mason's dad. Um <laughs> So it was like he's covered, but I'm just still thinking, well, we got to hit the deductibles first. We got to do this. That like, shouldn't be that the thing that real, you think about mm-hmm. at the time. And the ambulance. Right. Right. You're you should be concerned stuff. about your child not paying for the treatment that yeah. your child might need. But that's, that's the thing. That's that's the horrible yeah. thing for us to be the type of country that we are. Or we this, claim to be. Or, the, right, this big industrialized country, big on, you know, we're, we're a, on those, that list of top, uh, countries in the world that can do this, that, and the other, and we still trying to figure out how to make sure everybody can live. Right, right. That's the debate. Like that's that's insane. A healthy life. That's the debate. Right. Should you have to run yourself into bankruptcy or live? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's twenty nineteen. Yeah. Literally, like this should not. And we be shouldn't what we're allow com- insurance companies or pharmaceutical companies to make profit off of life or death decisions. Mm-hmm. Right. I know you need this medicine to live. So, so I'm going to charge you whatever the heck I want because you need it. And what are you going to do? I buy my 10th house in the Caribbean while you sitting here trying to figure out how to get your medication for your cancer. Whether you should feed your kids or buy your medicine. Mm-hmm. That's the word. That makes yeah. sense. So hopefully, and it's like it's okay. like, damn, should I just get on full stamps and get some medication? This <laughs> 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 is like middle class, bruh. Middle this class is, is getting struggle. Struggle. This is not our parents' middle class. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it sure 
right. But you know what though? <laughs> That's a good segue into let's go to the to the issue of student loans. Because yeah. we are yeah. not our parents' middle class right now. No. And, and that is be. one of the we reasons don't. why. We don't. We that, is, that is the, that, I feel like student loans is one of the main reasons why. And I'm sitting here talking about my student loans, and I went to affordable, affordable, quote-unquote, affordable HBCUs, and I'm still sitting here with student loans out out the ass right now. Yes, but while we went to Southern University, which is um, the one of the most affordable law schools in the whole country. That shit was still expensive. Shameless plug. It still cost a bunch of money. It still cost mm-hmm. a lot of money. <laughs> and we it all probably, got It probably <laughs> didn't cost as much as the school down the street, but oh, Southern still cost a lot of money. Or the other two way down the street. Or the other For two real, in New Orleans. Two. Those, those two. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure those cost a really shiny-ass quarter, while mine cost a real nice nickel. However, I'm still... They're still, <laughs> they're still coins. They're still coins. And, and, we're, still, and, and we're still barred. Hello. That's what I do like about that bar roll number. You know, that gives you all the potential in the world to and make it money. And it doesn't matter who gave you this good knowledge. Okay, it don't. It don't. It you're really you're don't. being shady right now. We're talking about student loans. Right. I digress. Okay, cool. But yes, I think that that's a, a, a big issue. Um, and Warren is. Yeah, that, I was just about to say which candidate y'all think, but I was in my head thinking Warren. Okay. She's the girl for the student loans, man. She's, she's I mean, and, and the thing about, the thing that I like about Elizabeth Warren is I can't think of her exact plan right now, but I'm, I'm pretty sure you can Google it. But she, yeah, actually, has a she plan. actually has a plan. Like, we're going to tax this, this, and this. That tax will give you this amount of money, mm-hmm. and this can cover this, that, and the other. Right. And that's one thing I do like about Elizabeth Warren is the fact that she is somebody that will give you what she wants to do. And nine times out of ten, she has a plan to try to figure this out mm-hmm. instead of this is what I'm going to do with without giving some type of foundation to how she's going right because a lot of people like to say oh we're going to do this and I'm going to do it with your help okay how? so how? <laughs> how tell me about that we want your help because we want your help how are we going to help break that down for me let me know what okay. what you're going to have me do I can tell y'all I can read y'all specifically what um, Elizabeth Warren's uh, proposal would do okay Warren's bill will forgive up to $50,000 in student loan debt for anyone with a total household income below $100,000. Debtors between $100,000 and $250,000 in total household income would have less of their debt eliminated the closer they are to the upper limit of the eligibility for forgiveness. So that mm. so it's really it's not just the whole total like we're just gonna wipe out all the debt. Yeah. That's not right. what it is. Right. That would be fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what it is. It's it's kind of a gradual. It's a fair plan. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. case by case based. I mean, not specifically, but it's it's a range. Mm-hmm. They give you a range, and this is how much. So I mean, it's that's I mean, better than nothing, right? Which now we have. Well, I was about to say that too. That's better than nothing. I'll take my fifty thousand and move right along. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. I want right. something. At least something instead of sitting here. Paying all this money, which when I uh, I consolidated my loans because the type of the type of stuff they wanted from me monthly, from each type of loan that I got, was absolutely insane. I I would I would have ended up paying my school loans and still been living on the freeway with a full time job, right? Trying to pay y'all. Uh huh. Trying to pay y'all. So I consolidated them and um. But you know when you do your taxes. They'll they'll send you this this sheet to to show that the this amount that you paid towards your 
um, student loans shouldn't be a taxable part of your income, right? Right. Mm -hmm. I looked at that paper, and then I looked back at my taxes. I was like, so you're telling me all this money I gave you didn't even go to my principal? Right. It was just the interest? Right. So I didn't touch this big-ass mm -hmm. amount that pops up on the screen when I log into my account. There's been a meme going around of someone saying, like, so when I started, I had $300,000 in student loans. To date, I have paid some crazy amount of money that was way more than the $300,000 that they and originally paid in full. That they originally borrowed. And when they got to, and I still owe this amount, it was still more than $300,000. Like, oh, like, like, how do, how do, it was no, like, it's, wait, it's so like, I paid the amount that I borrowed and I still have that much more to pay. Mm -hmm. And as long as I'm still paying that, you're just going to keep adding more money for me to pay. Because they keep adding, it seems like, you know, again, this is, student loans is a situation that I look at, like, medical issues. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily life or death because you don't necessarily have to go to school, but the way that, the, that sure society... Don't. I wish I knew that. Huh. That's, <laughs> not, that's not what they told us. No. Right, but the way that society makes you think before you get to a point of realizing what you can do, you have to go to college to be able to do something. And so... With that in mind, those universities or institutions, I feel like at this point, basically play on your loan emotions at this yeah. point. Like, yeah. your tuition don't have to be that high, but even if it is that high, right? The people, the government, you getting whoever you're getting your loans through don't have to give you an interest rate that large. I'm sorry. That, that <laughs> large. Avery likes the effort, guys. I'm sorry. Because it pisses me off. You know I need to go to college. You know I need this, you know, you know I need I need to get this degree. And not to say that, you know, my parents didn't help me out. My my bachelor's degree, I didn't have much of anything that I needed to pay back from that. But once I decided to go and get my master's and go and get my law degree, like, there is no reason why they charge me how much my tuition is. And maybe an interest rate of a single-digit interest. And all the baby boomers that are like, mm -hmm. I worked my way through college. It's like, yeah, but what was tuition when you right. were working your Couple way through hundred. college? Couple like, it's not, tuition, it's not the same. Right. Tuition was something to where people could go to class, back then, people could go to class and get a side job and pay for tuition. Get a, a small loan. Right, like it was a part-time job and you could save it all up and you could afford tuition. Like, you could save up your full-time job money right now and, not pay. and you and can't not pay, pay tuition. tuition. That's just, it, it, That's, it doesn't work like that. And, like, so things are closing, and they're blaming the millennials because we're not doing this, and we're not buying this. Well, hell, where's the money coming where, from? Right. How am I going to afford a house? Thank you. Because <laughs> all of those big billionaire companies uh -huh. that you keep giving tax breaks, they ain't paying that shit. Yeah, because how much did Amazon pay in taxes last year? No, Zero. Nothing? Ooh, and they nothing. made over a billion dollars. And, and nothing. Nothing's coming back. All right, yeah, that's fun and for look, everybody. I'm, look, I'm, and I'm not going to knock some of some of these richer people only because the loopholes are made for them. Exactly. Oh, well, yeah, they're going to utilize it. I cannot not knock your hustle. Right. Right. If they gave it to you, I cannot be mad at you for using them. I'm mad at them for giving it to you. I would be using those loopholes, too. Right, like, I'm not mad at you for using them. I'm mad at them for giving them to you. Exactly. And the dumbass in the White House gave it to them while looking poor Americans in the face and telling them this is going to benefit you. No, it's not. Well, only for a few years and you're not going to feel it anyway. What do you think about the option that some of the candidates brought up about re 
public college, like, you know, free college like that. Are you so, guys for that? Are you against that? I am not for free college, and I'll tell y'all why. I'm not for free college because I feel like if college is doesn't cost well for t- it's, it's dual reasons so on one hand i feel like if college doesn't cost anything then college turns into high school mm-hmm. and it turns into a place mm. that people who aren't ready to grow up just i mean which is kind of what it is and that now, would be torturous on like but teachers yes, and, shit. and and on students because mm-hmm. i mean there are some kids in college that because Genuinely they're in be college there. they're here to study and to do things like very seriously mm-hmm. and they're happy to be out of the high school classroom where all these kids that never wanted to be there in the first place were forced to be here, so they're sitting back there, they're being disrupted, they're doing all this other stuff that is not conducive to the learning environment. So I feel like if college is made free, that would be a problem we would have. We would have a problem of a whole lot of people going to college and not really being there for the quote-unquote right reasons and making it harder for the people that are quote-unquote there for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. So that's a problem I have. The other problem that I have with the free college thing is Everybody don't need free college. Mm-mm. Some of y'all can afford it. Yes. <laughs> Some of y'all can afford it right. as it stands now. Mm-hmm. So I think that there should definitely be help for people that are low income or even middle like middle class. I think there should be help for people that don't have the same amount of money. But if for whatever reason Blue Ivy Blue Ivy decides that she wants to go to a random state school around the corner, I'm not sure why I should be paying for it with my tax dollars because clearly your parents got it. Right. <laughs> I don't have to pay for that, also, or at least I shouldn't. And so also, I mean I'm good with it, but um in in a good way. Like let's work it out. And also, um what what happens to the professors, you know, who make their money off, off of, of yeah. college tuition? You know, do we pay them less? Do we um, raise taxes so that they can be compensated fairly? Um, you know, all of those things. And also, like, does it diminish... Well, not diminish the value, but is it almost like the equivalent of, like, a secondary high school? Diploma? I mean, I think it would be. I think that's yeah, kind of what yeah. they're... I, yeah. Like, when we were about sixth grade, they started drilling into our heads that by the time we were grown-ups, that the um the college degree would basically be the, like the equivalent of high school diploma. You yeah, had to go to college yeah, to because go. if you didn't go to college, right. then you just wasn't going to be shit. Like, you, yeah. you had, and that, yeah. clearly, that is not the truth of the matter. And we're all looking no. around now like, I could have done Did this that. and... I could have done a lot of things mm-hmm. that didn't involve me going to college. Right. Not that we college was fun. We enjoyed college. But I mean Not for me. The, Shit. Oh, well. kids. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, college was fun. I enjoyed college. But um I just it wasn't the only way. And that was the way it was sold to us right. as children. Right. It was like this, so if you don't do this, I just don't know what you're gonna do. Right. <laughs> so I mean right. it was kinda we were sold we were sold a dream and now at now we're all basically drowning, they're like, But I mean, so why'd y'all do that? Yeah. Who told y'all that y'all had to go exactly. to college? You, you could have made so much money without going to college. Right. It's like what Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for telling me. In two thousand nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for telling me now. Noted. But they use that and that's what I'm saying, like even if even if if, if college is not free. The least you could do for those who are going through college is not put so much interest on what we borrow from you because that's what's killing us. Not necessarily, of course, t- tuition being high, but at least I can look at my fee sheet or my balance sheet and say, okay, tuition's this much. I paid, I paid this, 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 and this. So if one semester for school is going to cost me between seven and ten thousand dollars, I shouldn't be paying 
fifteen or twenty thousand dollars back to you for some money for something you told me I needed to get through life. It's not fair. That's how they sold it. Them people said they didn't tell you that. Your mama told you. <laughs> My mama, your mama, their mama, everybody's mama. I, I guess the same people that told you that milk coming from cows was good for, for you. Right. Um, Until I saw the puns on uh, oh, what the hell. I won't. I haven't watched it. I refuse to watch it. I'm not going to let people ruin things That's like a cuss word to my mom. Uh-uh. Shit. <laughs> You've been drinking it all this time. Don't come in here with that shit. Don't call my mom, man. Shit. It, ain't, it ain't, ha- ain't nothing happened to you when it's growing up. I don't know what your problem is now. Excuse me, ma'am. I drink my almond milk. Well, see, my folks are dying from heart disease. Right. So it might not bother me because I don't drink shit. milk. Yeah, so it's just like, I mean, I was like, oh, so that's a problem for you, you milk drinkers. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am an avid cereal eater, though. Like, if I'm hungry, you feel like TJ. Oh my I God. will go and pour. <laughs> me a bowl of cereal because oh I don't want to spend no money or go get me no food and I'm about to sit there That's my husband. and it, look I'm gonna get on this couch cuddle up eat a bowl of cereal eat me a bowl of cereal and y'all yeah with the yeah the yeah with the yeah <laughs> and I'm about to get this almond milk don't let me find me a good one with a with a nice little vanilla taste to it <laughs> vanilla taste with my cinnamon toast crunch okay we good we good but um so what else I got? Women's rights. I got that one too. Me. Well, you know that's gonna be a big one regardless. Bruh. That's gonna be an all night of situation. Yeah, I wanna leave yeah. one right to hold it for another day. How fine. No, let's talk about it. Well we could we could save that. That should have its own courtroom topics. <laughs> it should. All I have to say before we move on is just the fact that with women's rights. I feel like everybody should have their lane, and you should leave me the f alone if I decide to do whatever the hell I want to do. We go, we gonna leave it with that. that- so y'all want to move on to the kitchen table topics? Yes, let's go. Oh, what's going on? We're gonna talk today about the imposter syndrome. The imposter syndrome refers to an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be, and that is a problem that type A personalities have. Oh, child, talk about it. <laughs> and just generally, the kind of people that go to law school tend to be type A personality people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a thing. Uh, <laughs> and so I know a lot of people um, have have been dealing with this, whether they know that that's what it's called or not. And it's kind of just feeling like that you're in spaces and, and doing things that you don't necessarily feel like you're qualified mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to do in places that you're qualified to be. And you're just kind of out of your league all the time. And you it causes you to kind of doubt yourself sometimes. Ooh, speak <laughs> on it. And as kind of as black women in the this law world, that is something that I've heard a lot of my, my colleagues and friends talk mm-hmm. about dealing with um, in, in, in different ways, but it's all kind of going back to the same mm-hmm. general, general like place. Is that something yeah. y'all know? Oh my God. When you I can worked, say me, when, when, You can say it's me. When I worked, <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about when, you. When I worked as a, um, as a staff attorney, me. when I worked as a staff attorney, um, it was, you know, civil litigation all the time. So, Every day, it was just like a sea of whiteness, and I just never felt validated in that space. So, obviously, I'm now I'm not, you know, but 
I don't know. It's like maybe I should have tried a little bit harder. Maybe I, sh- maybe I should have stayed a little bit longer. Maybe I should have tried to, you know, put my foot in that space and owned it and tried to propel forward. But it was just like, I don't want to be around y'all. Like, <laughs> it's like, you don't, you don't, see, it's like you don't see yourself. And it's just like, if you don't see yourself, like, you have to be it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you it's just like, the black. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just like, I don't want to do all of that. Like, yeah, it's, like I just, it's, it's a lot of pressure to be your only black yeah. connection. Right. And it's just, it, it, it was exhausting. And it, I, I feel like I should have went a little bit harder, but. I'm I'm comfortable now, and I don't I'm think I don't think I don't think comfort is necessarily a good thing all the time. But right now, no. for my mental health, it's probably the best thing. Yes, comfort to kind of provide peace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and peace is valuable. And it'll give me a little bit of motivation to like, okay, well, no, now I'm prepared. Now I can go out and do this and be confident. Because I'm only what two years out, so. Well, not two years out of law school. Two years out of you know the bar and being an attorney, so. You know, it's baby steps, but we're young lawyers. We're all young lawyers, so the it's future take is time right to, there. We just to gotta find your space. Yeah, and I mean, even for me, I'm in a space where I'm trying to figure out. I'm at this what I call a fork in the road in my life, and I'm trying to figure out in which direction am I going to go? Am I going to continue where I am? Or am I going to go and venture off and do mm-hmm. these things that I see myself being able to do? Right. And I'm in this space to where if I stay where I am, I am I am comfortable, mm-hmm. I am content, but I don't necessarily think that's a good thing. No, no, it's not always a good thing. I, it, it, and I feel like, you know, that there is so much there is so much more that I need to learn. If I would go this this other way, it's just that what type of time and effort is it going to take out of me to do that? Because I am comfortable where I am. Um, I'm not always the happiest where I am, but I'm comfortable, Mm -hmm. but I'm starting to find that me being content right now with this job is probably not the best. Mm -hmm. I, there are too many things that I know that I'm made to do and I can't do it over here. Yeah, I need to move around. And that's what that's what a part of what sent us to law school. We saw ourselves in those spaces, you know, right when we got there, we're like, oh, it's really hard. This is hard. God, you didn't tell me. Like, uh I knew it was going to be hard. But well, all the black people I went to law school with, right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> like you leave your right. little your little yeah. multicultural bubble. He's like, yeah. oh, that's right. This is still South Louisiana, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but a lot of times, I think it also it's not even so much that you yourself feel like that you're necessarily mm-hmm. inferior or shouldn't occupy this space, but you know the people that you're interacting with. Right. Or at least you even, think that they're you looking know, at you but you, and they're you, thinking you, that. You, yeah, yeah, you project mm-hmm. onto them that they're feeling this. Exactly. And so it starts to make you feel self-conscious yes. because I feel like you are perceiving me in this way. And you might... Because I'm like, is my hair too off. black today? Like, oh, girl. are my hips too wide? My booty too big? Like, what's, what's happening today? Like, <laughs> it's like you're so used to... We're so used to, like, just ourselves as black women being picked apart, like, all the time yeah. that we become hyper-aware of just kind of like exactly. who we are and what how we are and what mm-hmm. we do and yeah. it, it feels yeah it and feels that's real and that's the different. part for me that I have low-key 
have always been in some type of comfortable situation. Yeah. And so with me knowing what would come if I decide to take this other route instead of this content, comfortable route that I'm on already. Yeah, Avery, you've been at HBCUs all your life. Right. So (laughs) I already know what would come with it if I decide to do that. But it's almost, I'm almost at a place to where this is something that I need to do, something I need to experience, something that I need to learn to be able to maneuver a little bit better in life and what I want to do. So, yeah. Yeah. What's your take on it, I think in my current position right now, I am still struggling with this because y'all know I love my job back at the state. Y'all know I do. I love my job. (laughs) You did. And when I up and left to come out here, it's like now I'm working with people who are, oh, I clerked for this federal judge and I worked here and I did this and I had this and, oh, well, I graduated from freaking Princeton, you know, like, and it's just making me feel like, do I not do enough in law school? Like, do I not have like a, you know, like this? This is a good point. Maya, you're resume, there. You know? You're freaking just, there I with them. Like mm-hmm. They got hired, and so did you. Period. That's I it. Know. But you know what? Though? I'm trying to embrace that. Like, I really am trying to embrace, embrace that. And that's the kind of stuff Girl, you have to embrace struggle. when you're feeling listen, like that. Listen, listen to some. Um, like my friend used to tell me, you listen to too much. Like. Um, Badu and Shade and shit. Listen to some ASAP Rocky. Listen to some um, Girl, future. My, my jam going to court the last few the last few months, y'all. My jam has been Lizzo Juice. Oh my god! I haven't heard any of her music yet. Oh wait. Oh, oh no. No no no. I need a phone. But you know what, Maya, I think think the problem with this imposter syndrome is just more of what society's uh, perception on what you should be, more than just being comfortable of who you are. And I think, you know, the more we figure out how to just be our authentic selves, it'll just help us to figure out who we are in different situations. Um... Because even though I am comfortable where I am, there are a, we are a diverse department, and so I've I've been able to to see in myself how I speak to someone that looks like me and how I speak to someone that doesn't look like me, and it frustrates me sometimes mm-hmm. that I allow myself yes. to change. Oh my God, the code switching! And I don't change I hate for it. you. Oh my right? God, I need to be. The same person I am when I'm talking to this black coworker, it should be the same person I am when but I'm talking I can't to this white coworker. It should be. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that society will. We lend like, ourselves to whiteness. You. Yeah. We literally do. We lend ourselves to it because we don't have choices. You know what I'm saying? If you yeah. want a certain job, you want to, you know, advance or propel in you a certain way. Unless you're your own brand, like, you know, Miss. Miss our, uh, you know, Miss Shelly, <laughs> Shelly over here. I can't, you know, put all her government out. But, you know, you know, she her own boss. So I'm in private practice. It's stressful. <laughs> it's really stressful. I, I, feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like an imposter on a daily basis. But I digress. What do you say, babe? But, I mean, <laughs> still, with you being able to work for yourself, the way you act and, and everything like that, I mean, it doesn't take away from your job. You have mm-hmm. some situations where if I don't speak to you with this proper voice, then you're going to look at me like... Oh, she's ghetto. She's ghetto. Right, or like... <laughs> <a> <laughs> See, so I don't have a 
boss that does it necessarily because I don't have a boss, but I still have to go to the courthouse. Yeah, and the majority yeah. of the judges in our fine area don't look like me. Now we do have we have lots. We, we do. We have lots of great black we judges do have in the awesome area. Black we judges we really in the area. do. Shout out yeah. to y'all. But there are a lot of paler judges, <laughs> lots of them, and so and it's kind of the same thing. You have to you have to kind of carry yourself a certain way. Not be too intimidating. Yeah, you have yeah. you have to do all of this. Um, you don't want to be that stereotype female, right? Black female. All because you're trying to get respect and understanding, and you turn around and you think I'm a bitch. <laughs> I, but Avery, to go with you were saying, I think you. I don't want to speak to you, but I find myself that I possibly. Actually, I feel like I speak to everybody the same. But in instances where I feel like I have maybe said something different, it's because I feel like I sometimes have to overcompensate yeah. mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. white people's sensitivity. Yeah. Right? And okay. I can go up to you and be like, what up, girl? If I go up to a white girl, she might not receive that. She ain't. I she, she's not going to receive it. Some of them do. Yeah. Well, yeah, some <laughs> of them do. Well, yeah, I have so, I have one lady I, I that I work closely girl. with that she she would get it she would un, she would receive it she might have a little weird look on her face but she'll get it she'll be oh, like okay that's what we're doing too okay wait okay here's I, I put it up to the uh, to the chorus here's the little song juice let me turn it up Oh, I know this song. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's my jam going to court like for the past couple months, y'all. Like, I feel every time I no, gotta go do something, no. I gotta boss up. It's being little. When I feel court. bad, I literally, I literally go to Jay Versace's Instagram. Y'all know Jay Versace? Uh-uh. Oh my god. Or <laughs> Jay Versace? Oh, he is so heaven. But yeah, the rapper was not ASAP Rocky. Maya, the rapper was not ASAP Rocky. It was Pusha T. So listen to Pusha T when you're feeling down. Oh, Pusha T's bringing happiness. Yes. <laughs> Y'all have any more to say about the imposter syndrome? Other than I'm pretty sure that. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to stay true to yourself with that situation. And when you need to decompress and leave some of and these- don't wider spaces right it's fine and to do so, that. yeah and so that's a that's another thing too if you are in those situations don't feel bad that one day you might have to leave work earlier if they invite you and they as in all of your co-workers not just the white ones but if you just need space from your job make that space please you have to and i consider it a part of self-care for myself like mm-hmm. There are just some things I'm just not going to make for work that's around all of my coworkers because at this point, I just don't want to be around y'all right now. Real. And don't feel bad for feeling that way. Oh, well, hey, you didn't you didn't come to the to the the shindig. Right. Like where 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 <laughs> were you? I was at home drinking my wine, watching Netflix, <laughs> minding my business. That's how I decompress. That's, that's having how me I decompress. Having me a black-ass time. Thank that's you. That's what that's called. <laughs> black-ass time. Thank you. So, you know, it, don't feel bad to do that for yourself. So, so yeah. And my parting gift would be for not only myself, because I struggle with this, but for our listeners, 
who are dealing with the imposter syndrome, understand and trust and believe that you are qualified. Like, y'all, mm-hmm. on my morning commute, because, you know, it's an hour now out here in D.C., child. I literally <laughs> listen to, like, my gospel music, and I just remind myself, like, I'm fearful. Right. You know, clearly, like, yeah, they may have had all these great, big, fancy jobs in schools, but I'm here at the same job y'all are at. Right. We're all doing the same work. Whatever so, route you took, you both qualified. ended up here. I do deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just embrace it. Just know that you are the shit, basically. And move on. You are the shit and move okay, on. Okay, Maya. That's, That's a, a word. word. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we'll move on to our next topic. <laughs> so the other thing we we're going to talk about today is gender roles. And we got a little bad habit that we're going to try to break a talking a little bit before we turn these microphones on. <laughs> and the topic that I don't... was, was uh, Yeah, well, the topic was... We were talking about the name change after um, after marriage. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to go first because my, my opinion is kind of the most different. But I, um, I do agree with a lot of male opinion that um, you should just go ahead and change your name. I mean, I, I mean not, not for other people. For me, myself, I'm all for changing your name because I like the um alpha male type men in relationships um in my relationship in my marriage um i don't and i don't you know i don't particularly want to be like oh t you you me not you for me like you know what i'm saying so it's you know and i like i like the idea of being for for my man you know what i'm saying and catering to him and uh loving him and kind of him kind of being the forefront of the marriage and the household and i got enough stress <laughs> you go ahead you go ahead sir go ahead but i do have my last name jones as my middle name and you know my other last name when i got married but um i'm all for it so i however what well, well, one thing i did put the J in my daughter's middle name, and it's just J. <laughs> you can do that, though. <laughs> yes. Kind of a way of claiming, claiming, claiming my own self, you know, but yeah. still like, oh, my man, you got that. You, you can have that. <laughs> so I got married in September, last September. Um, and we have an anniversary coming it up. It is coming up. It's kind of exciting. But yeah, so I did change my name. I took my husband's name, uh, but it was there was thought there for me. Um, I and it wasn't about the the taking of my husband's name. I, I it wasn't it wasn't that deep for me. I'm good with taking his name. I love him. I'm good with that. That is something that was important to him. I'm I'm really I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. But I I I understand the issues if. If my husband didn't feel like he feels, I could see myself possibly having done something else. Yeah. <laughs> but he has feelings, and I'm good with it. I'm, I'm fine. But, <laughs> but it, so for him, it was always just kind of like, that's just what you do. You get married and change yeah. your name. I guess it was the same for me. Yeah, it was like, that's just what you do. You just get married and change your name. And I was like, but you know, there are like other ways to go about, about this. this. And like some of the ways I would, I don't want anything to do with. I've heard of people 
um, taking both names. I don't need to get into. I don't need to give this name away of mine. We're good. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've heard of that. I've heard of this is the strangest one I've heard. I've heard of. Well, I mean, not strange, but the most the most different one I've heard is just picking a new name that is neither person's original last name. Oh, just that's a whole insane. different name. Yeah, I'm that's not. Weird. I'm not doing that's, any of that. Yeah. Um. Now I will say professionally, I still use right. my maiden name. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't. Now it, it does give me like this double-minded weird thing going on because sometimes when people call it by my married name, I forget that that's my name, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it's still, it's still, it's still new. I, it's, it's still new. Uh, but I, all my degrees are in my my maiden name. I wasn't married when I got all this stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, when I started my law firm, I wasn't married. Yeah, that's super and different. It's my name, mm -hmm. so um, that's that's the name. So I, I didn't change it professionally. He was good with that, <laughs> but I did change it. Um, I guess for everything else. And so I mean, it's fine. I, my biggest issue is I don't like the history behind the whole name changing thing. Right. Tell them I the history. I mean, show me. I don't. So the whole idea of transferring ownership of my woman body from my father, whose name I originally held as when I was born, to my husband, whose name I now assume once I become married, it just makes me feel icky and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so I could have made this big stance based off a principle I ain't no one's property, but he knows that because he knows me because he married me. Right. So mm -hmm. he already knows that I shall not be owned. <laughs> and shall not, will not. I, I shall not be owned. Okay, get Dr. Seuss on him. <laughs> would not, could not. <laughs> Under any circumstances be owned. And so for me, if if me having his last name, if it was really that important to him, and honestly, I never fought it. If it was really that important to him, we, I was good. I'm, I'm fine. Mm hmm Word. What do y'all think, Avery Maya? Oh, oh, oh. Um, what she's talking about, well, Avery? Go ahead, Maya. Well, I, I've been told when we get married, I'm, I'm taking his last name, so I, I guess I'm just going to follow mine because I don't want no more. Get line. Get line. You know, I just don't want no more. Get line. You know, I'm just going to. I don't know. My, I, I am for taking my husband's last name. I'm also for keeping my own last name. Hello, I mean, that's what I've known all my life. Um, I have no problem doing that, but professionally, I think I would just keep my maiden. I would keep my maiden right. name. Professionally, I would. But you know, if it makes him feel better, sure, great. It's not that big of a deal. Right. Well, for me, I, just, I don't know. Um, I, if ever, I decide to get married. Stop that. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> I will keep my last name. I have, I have a, um, have a certain pride for my last name, and well, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing at Shelby right now because I understand. I understand her issue, but um, what I will say for for myself and my family and my dad and my father's side of the family, like there's just something about the pride I have for my family that I do want to keep my last name. Okay. Now that does not say that I'm not going to take my husband's last name because mm -hmm. I will. Absolutely. He will have, I get married. I will have his last name. He will be my absolute last name, but there is no way 
in absolute hell that I'm dropping Thomas. And if my husband does not understand that, then apparently he doesn't love me for who I am. Because he should understand why I feel the way that I feel about wanting to keep my, my last name. Not it, Of course, with the accolades and your degrees and everything that comes with your maiden name, but just the pride that I have and the love that I have for my dad and my family, I want my last name. And that's just it. That's fair. I feel that. Fair. I feel that. That's a vibe. Okay, let me ask another question since we're on gender roles. What about, like, let's just delve deep. What about, like, traditional gender roles? Like, we believe, like, the man is the, the sole provider. Oh, no. and, and he takes out the trash and whatever else. I don't know, cuts the grass, whatever they do. And the woman is the, the, the cook and the nurturer. And no. Everything else. No. Are you guys That's just defined me, in your relationship by those roles? No, I, I wouldn't say my relationship is defined by those roles. Idealistically, um, I would very much so like the man to be the sole provider. <laughs> right? And I could just stay at home, stay at home my little chillers, do what I gotta do, and come on home, and we go, you know, whatever. But... <laughs> As far as millennial lifestyle and where we at today, that's not just not doable. possible. Yeah. I mean, idealistically, I would love that. But right now, it's it's just not possible. And I mean, a lot of these gender roles were were created based on the model of the husband going to work and mm-hmm. the wife staying Exactly. Home. Mm-hmm. So when I was at home, right. all, or well, not I, but when the women were at home all day, well then yeah, it was possible to do yeah. all these the things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But baby, look, if I'm going to work Thanks. just as long as you, Thanks. we're going to have to split this crap up. We're, we're both going to be washing some clothes. <laughs> I'm with it. We're both going to have to wash some dishes. Now, I'm not taking out the trash. I'm just not doing it. Yeah. But so we, me and my husband have worked it out that yeah. he's good being the official trash taker outer. So we're yeah. good on that. That's and, I mean, and that's really what you have to do. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out what works in your relationships mm-hmm. and what makes you happiest. So, no, I'm not. I don't cook all the time. I cook. Mm-hmm. I can cook. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a southern girl. I can cook. Mm-hmm. But I don't cook all the time. Uh, I don't wash all the dishes. Actually, he washes dishes more than I do. I wash most of the clothes. But, I mean, it's just kind of give and take. Whatever I hate doing this, so you'll right. do this. I don't really mm-hmm. mind doing this, so I, I can do Mar- this. Just... Marriage these days is all about filling voids. Where there's a void, you fill it. meet yes. it. Meet <laughs> it and fill it. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, oh, it. look, those are dishes in the sink. Somebody should wash them. Guess I will. And yeah, it's just exactly. like, yeah, it's not, we both live here. We, we yeah. both yeah. Like, we need to exist in a space that is livable. Right. So we got to do some things. Exactly. And look, and even when it comes right. to the trash, like, if if so I don't me and my boyfriend don't live together so we don't have these issues at this point but even if it comes to the trash he's one of those people that like he's if he comes by for the weekend I'll ask him to take out the trash and he's like okay I'm gonna take it out but I'm the type of person like I don't want to look at the trash anymore so I'm about to take this out I'm not mm-hmm. about to wait on you me too so <laughs> I'm just you know or even if we talk about you know okay well if I cook you clean or if you cook right. I clean but then It'll be like, oh, well, I'm sick of looking at these dishes, so I'm about to clean these too. So. Yeah, when we when we when we have more babies in this group, we gonna have this conversation again. Okay? Yeah, because I'm I'm not I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not, I'm not yeah, 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 yeah. 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 only half of us are mothers. When y'all get to that point, when y'all get to that point, when y'all get to that point, when y'all kids are older, y'all gonna be like, right. I ain't doing shit. And at this point, you gonna just I do am, everything. <laughs> I am neither married nor do I have children, so. <laughs> 
I'm doing. I'm, I'm married with no right children. No children at the moment. And I'm not married, nor do I have kids, so I don't understand the balance of yeah. children, <laughs> marriage, who takes out the trash, who washes those dishes, Ooh, and that's why at this it's point, multiply. <laughs> <laughs> that's why at this point, I'm just like, I'm just gonna do this stuff myself because I'm sick of looking at it. Yeah, but yeah. I live. I'm for. I live by myself. So yeah, I don't have. TJ's always like, bruh, I just went to Ralston yesterday. Like, <laughs> why am I going back? <laughs> Brittany, it's just me and, me and Brittany here. Brittany's like, how do we make so much trash? Look, bruh, I don't know. Look, right. It's just over there. I, what, what do you want me to do? It's over there. <laughs> Ooh, well, when y'all have kids, whoo. Uh, I, yeah, I, I hope y'all. I ain't ready. Whoo, I'm not ready. Now, that doesn't mean my sister is not ready. Now, I've been I ready for you to ready. have a kid. Shit. How are you not ready but ready I don't for like, me? I don't like the pressure Avery be giving you. Did you I'm hear saying, this? I'm just ready for these beautiful, these beautiful children with these perfect And you know, I don't mind being that friend. Be like, don't do it, sis. No. Terry's <laughs> my only real friend here because Maya's not my friend either. <laughs> Maya be like, <laughs> Maya be like, <laughs> make me a playmate. Oh, girl. <laughs> Have him one <laughs> then. <laughs> No, I'm no, just ready for no, these beautiful no, children with these no. beautiful teeth, bro. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That is facts. So do y'all ever feel, I don't know, do y'all ever feel, I don't guess, I guess it's really not anymore. Because law used to be a really male-dominated profession. And it is to an extent still. Mm-hmm. But we have the, the luxury of coming through in 2019 or being here right now in 2019. Mm-hmm. And there are goo gobs of wonderful, capable, brilliant, intelligent Women lawyers and judges and judges judges doing all kinds of Supreme Court judges, all these things. And so I don't I don't know if we really feel that same. Mm -mm. I don't. I I, I would honestly I probably feel more about being black than Mm -hmm. being a woman. Yeah. And in Mm -hmm. legal legal circles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't I I guess I I don't feel that much of an issue with it. But I'm also not as immersed in you know, yeah, the field into the field as you guys are. So, I, I've never really, I've never had a problem per se with anybody that I can necessarily, well, as far as working law wise. Mm-hmm. I don't, I can't put my fingers on any necessary specific problems that I've had that I'm just like, oh, that's because I was black. <laughs> I don't necessarily <laughs> default to that reasoning a lot anyway, but I can't think of anything that's happened that I was like, oh, you probably did that because. I don't really. I haven't really had that happen, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you have those. You have those things that happen to you, but it's not because I'm. It's not while I'm in a lawyerly type area or arena. It's more of just like dumbass people I meet in the store. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. It'll be something that'll treat you different because you're black and not. Yeah. Uh, Oh, y'all have any idea how much tension on the road I get for that Black Lives Matter bumper sticker on the back of Bruh, my car? Do, do people follow y'all in Ulta? I get followed in Ulta every time I go. Maybe you look black really? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm mad black because every time I go, the security guard follows me. Every time. Really? I don't know. Not even like the store clerks, like the whole ass security Like the guard. real, like the, the, yeah, the person dressed security guard. Ma'am, do you need help in it with anything? No, I don't know, ma'am. You asked me that five minutes ago. You're the security guard, ma'am. I don't think you can help me with my makeup. So, like, so, so do you, like, you, you work here? Work, you work here? You do makeup? Like, you do more you than this. You can just on my arm for me real quick to see if this foundation matches. Get the fuck away. I'm like, Alta, you do more than security. Also, like, Alta Baton Rouge is like about to get canceled for um, real. Well, 
For real, for real. I'm more of a Sephora girl anyway. So yeah, yeah like that's Sephora what everyone too. keeps telling me. Yeah, go to, I'm, I'm go much to Sephora. Sephora. If you're having I mean, go to issues Sephora. with Alta. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the reason why people, when you have these thoughts of businesses and you think that somebody else already has this thought, like, customers like the fact of having options. Like, in this situ- in this situation, you don't like Alta, go to Sephora. It's across mm-hmm. the street, girl. It's no problem. The and, they, and they don't follow you. And, oh, bring no. it back. You don't like it? Bring it back. Girl, Sephora. Bring it back, oh, sis. Sephora gosh. is the realest. <laughs> like, if I'm spending my money on some makeup in a store like that, it's Sephora, MAC, and then Alta can take it Somewhere yeah, I get my foundation from Mac and like everything else goes from, from Sephora. Sephora. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm about the same. I get my foundation from Mac, and, and then, then I'll go. Everything else. Okay, I think I think y'all don't want me over. Yeah. Oh, girl, Sephora. I, I so, think I think I have so the, the insider card. I need I'm about to start say, using there's it. levels to the rewards program. Mm-hmm. Get on it. I'm okay. <laughs> okay, look, I'm not that far up. Girl, I spent so much money on Sephora. It's ridiculous. Oh, my God. You know what? You're right. I think I, I went with you to Sephora one time, and I bought a item. I thought uh, you were about to be judgy. Okay, fine. <laughs> she bought a couple items. <laughs> Just a couple? If it was, honestly, if it was a couple, it was a good day. It was a, That's it was how a, I am with Target. I can't do Target. Everybody I loves Target. I struggle with Target. I like Target. Target, but at where the way Baton Rouge is set up, it's so the hard Targets work. are on the Opposite literal of outskirts that, of okay, the town. Okay, so that might, be, that might be a main issue. That, yeah, thing. if they yeah. put a Target up here, I'm down. Let's go. It's too far. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> driving to O'Neill Lane, and I'm not, uh, no, I'm not I'm driving to Millerville. Segan. And I'm not and driving Segan. to Segan. Unless yeah. I, if I'm out there, fine. But if I, I'm not leaving yeah. my good but, Zachary home. So, <laughs> Target, you know what? I lie. Target, for food, they, I, I can, I found some zucchini noodles that I like from Target. Oh, they have that there? Yeah. Oh, I love zucchini. I'm going to look into it. They got some nice zucchini So, so up here, stuff, we have but, the, you know. this local grocery store. We have one Dixie, but I don't go to one Dixie. We have a Rouse's down the store, I down the street. I love a Rouse's. So, yeah. yeah, so I'll get, like, regular things from Walmart, and then, like, Specific thing, yeah. Okay. The fruit's prettier and it's better and stuff. Okay, I I love Walmart, but I'm not buying not a damn thing from <laughs> not no meat, not no fruit. fruit. Yeah, no. we also have a fruit stand up here in Zachary, so I'll, I'll go to the no. fruit stand too. So yeah. But Rouse's and the the grocery store downtown, I like. How do we get on grocery stores? I don't mm. know. We digress. Who knows? I don't know how we got here. Okay. What was the question? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you know I. I we were trying to figure out if we've ever dealt with any type of racial Oh, we talking situation. about in stores, yeah. It, for, like, working. Mm-hmm. And then oh, yeah, we yeah, realized yeah. that, no, not being not being an actual lawyer in that space, but, like, if I'm in a grocery store, I might get some issues from that point in time. So, I guess that's how we got on yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. I don't think I've had an issue... Well, I remember when I was back in Baton Rouge, there was an older attorney, white man, who I thought he thought he, thought he was going to try to bully me, you know, because we were arguing. Well, we weren't arguing. We were debating over some family law, which y'all know I cannot stand family law. I don't know why I did this. Don't, don't, don't but talk my profession. Thank you. He tried to bully <laughs> me, and I think he just picked up on the fact that I was just like a, a young attorney. I mean, you know, like. They do do you that. Can look at my borrow number right. and tell me I, I I just got barred not too long ago, you know. So he thought that we were about to go in the judges' chambers. Oh yeah, you know, me and counsel, we already worked this out, and you know, her clients gonna stipulate everything. He's sir, 
No. no. I had to get him all the way together. All the way together. And Judge Chen was like, we did not agree to that. We did not agree to that. You are misrepresenting our conversation to the judge. Yeah, I'll never forget that day. But that was the only time that I have had an incident. And I don't think it was a black, white thing. I think, I think it was maybe like ages yeah, I got stuff like that happen, but like I was, it's, it's kind of the same thing. I don't think it was because I was black so much as it might have been you trying in that situation might have been trying to play with me because you thought I was a young woman and I wasn't gonna get mm-hmm. you. But clearly, you don't know how this is set up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should right, leave me alone. Right. That man to this right. day barely speak. Well, I haven't seen him recently. To this day, but for a while it was kind of like a. a I'm scared of her. And you know me, once I get you, once I get you together, you got, I'm good again. Yeah. Like, you got, good morning, how you doing? All right, have a good one. Like oh. this lady right here on this thing that we about to show y'all for Black National Treasures. <laughs> y'all, they they put this in our group. She's talking about, why'd you remind me of Shelly? <laughs> and like, court, my I'm my drinking my water. And I'm like, now what is this? What I do? How is this? And then Shelly. I watched it and I was like, okay, so it might be. And it's so funny because you can hear at the beginning her and her husband kind of going back and forth, like, who's going to tell them? And it was like, well, fuck, if you're going to tell them, I got him. Um, sir, sorry. <laughs> so he rode up to her crib with a Confederate flag flying. I don't know if he saw white suburbia and just thaw, thought that he was going to run up on some, like, of, yeah. some of his folks, but he got his issue. We're going to just play this for y'all. She's upset with the flag. Excuse oh, me. We are upset with the flag. We sh- we should be. You're not. <laughs> we are upset. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, yeah. We, we. But you know what? I find a lot of times that um, black men are even more hypersensitive to their presence and um, their position as black men and their role. And they they take on that that level of intimidation that white folks you know project on us basically, and they're like no no you know it's cool but she don't like that you know <laughs> and she's like no we're not cool we're not fine so do you so you're thinking so you're putting it in in a position of mm-hmm. he's even though it seems a little weird he's it's more of him protecting her, her yes exactly than anything else mm-hmm. okay. And it's like, and it's like, um, I don't know. He, he wanted to go off too, probably, but he didn't want. He didn't want um, to turn into anything. No, exactly. No, I feel that. Yeah, because some people are just here to keep peace. And they're just like, yeah, that's true. I mean, look, this flag, we can let him do the work or whatever. Because she was like, you can tell him, I'm gonna tell him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And also, and also, the thing is, like, a lot of times people like be like, see, look, black women. They got a problem. They're crazy. It's like, no, black women are not. We're just trying to protect you from this smoke you're going to get from over here. And he's trying to contain himself the best way he can. So I'm going to just come up here mm-hmm. and, and be friendly and nice and tell you to go on about your business in yeah, a polite way. We were talking about that the other night. I was like, so <laughs> <laughs> The difference in our tempers is that 
I'm 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 a quicker temper than Britain. Mm-hmm. I'm quicker temper than Britain. I'm gonna just go off and get you real quick. Mm-hmm. My husband, it'll develop and it'll he takes her. a really long time yeah. to get there. Yeah, but, but when he gets there, once that level has been reached, okay. he over it too. Good luck. The same with mine. The same with mine. Like, and I'm just like, sir, this all that happened. You did all this for this. Like if you if if you take it upon yourself mm-hmm. to work him up in that manner, do not then look at me to, to come help you brought all of this on, on yourself. yourself. <laughs> I'm not getting in that. I'm leaving that alone. That's not my battle. It's above me now. Yeah, I can't. It's above me. <laughs> I cannot. Yeah, so we do a lot. Like, you're going to take this crazy black woman before you're going to take this psychotic ass, sociopath ass black man. <laughs> you don't want that smoke. <laughs> but at least with all of that, it takes a while. And I think since we're talking about black men, I think that it's once you get a black man to that point, mm-hmm. you had to have done something. And regardless of what other races will mm-hmm. believe about black men, exactly. black men understand oh God, where they so fall true. on that totem pole. Mm-hmm. So in, in all actuality, black men will stop and for the most part and think and will like laugh it off. Or like mm-hmm. you said with her husband, like mm-hmm. she just has a problem with the flag. Like they'll actually try to defuse it. And if mm-hmm. you do continue to push that right. button, and if you do make that black get that black man to that point, that's on you then. Exactly, and it's like, especially if you have a, a you know an educated black man of a certain stature and a certain certain economic uh, standpoint in society, right, right. and he acting a fool, he's justified. Right. No, and I, no, absolutely. 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 Because like my mom, my mom and my dad are like they're complete opposites, right? Mm-hmm. My mom is, is like yeah. it's like Shelly. Turn up Tracy. Like when I say <laughs> she's she's from Los Angeles, California, she gonna get in that ass real quick. Mm-hmm. She ain't about to hold none of this stuff on her heart. She gonna tell you what it is right from the jump. My dad it's more cool, calm, collected. Like, he's like an older 007 type guy. Like, he's going to sit there with his little drink. He, gonna might, he might have his little cigar. He ain't worried about you. Don't worry about him. But if you do get to him, him to a point to where he's pissed, I promise you, my dad can sit there and articulate everything you did up to that point, and it's going to be levels to that shit. It's going to be like, well, you did this. I didn't say nothing. You did this. I kept my cool. You did this. <laughs> you know, I got a whole dissecting. And so by the time he gets to the point to where he's like, F you, you tried I it. promise you, you tried some shit with him. And you be mm-hmm. like, well, and I I'm, guess that's fair. And, and it's, it's, it's always a fair situation. Yeah. It's just like, oh, well, you deserve that shit. You know, people don't like when you deal with them fair. They don't like But it's fair. Ain't no... We're going to reiterate back to the beginning of the conversation. Ain't no black man rolling up on no white man with no guns just for fun. Just for fun. Ain't nobody they doing They not doing shit. it. Doing <laughs> because again, it's again, not worth it going, generally. Yeah, no. Right. Hell no. Because again, a, a black man, especially a, a, a good educated black man, he knows where he falls on his totem pole. And he knows how this shit going to roll if shit hit the fan. He know it. He knows it. So he's going to try to keep his cool, but if he does get to that point, I promise you, you did some shit that you shouldn't have done to him. Usually. Yeah. Well, so anyway, shout out to you, girl. Everyday queening. Yes. Yeah, shout out to you, girl. Yes. Do we have a closing statement for tonight? 
Do y'all have one? Oh, we can go with that. Um, the one from our group text earlier. Pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. We group text all day. We we all do day long. It's amazing we have anything to come. Okay, about. and our closing <laughs> statement is: to be African American is to be African without memory, and American without privilege. Yes. And with that said. Bye. Bye.